Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on Conversations About America. With me today is Quentin Ford, the host of Let's Talk podcast, and Robert Gonzalez, author of a great book called Freedom's Cl Eagle's Claws for Freedom's Cause. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Welcome, fellas. Glad you could be here. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Glad to be here, as usual. And tonight we're going to be talking about J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI for what, 37, 40 years, something like that, until he died. So, Quentin, you wanted to talk about Hoover. So, what is it about J. Edgar that you want to uh, talk about, first of all? Um, I thought, I thought that because we, we discussed the civil rights and um, going from the Civil War. And then I think that sometimes, um, you had did it before, we're talking about certain figures. The he was integral part of American history from, from his reign. Um, actually, I don't think that there will ever be a person in an appointed position that will ever have a position as long as he had it ever again. Um, I think that most people now, when they realize what type of man he was, have a lot of disdain for him, no matter what side of the aisle politically you may be on. Um, and I always wanted to, I always wanted to have the discussion because I ask a lot, I ask people that come on my show as well, you know, was he, was he really trying to protect the union and, um, whether well, Republic or however you want to say the union and, um, a lot of people will say no. So I thought it was, was interesting and to, to, to think about him and have a discussion about him um, and realize how much he abused his power. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So I thought, I thought, you know, I know all three of us would do some research on him and understanding how one man uh, single-handedly with the help of others built a part of our government, a law enforcement branch of our government. Yeah. And because he built it, he basically had free reign to spy on American citizens, basically. It seems and, and, like he had more power than the president. Oh, he definitely, he definitely had more power. Yeah. Presidents. Yeah, yeah, um, lots of several. So it, it makes you really realize like, you know, the whole policing act um, in this country when, when he was the head of the FBI, um, because we know that the state, a lot of the states or agencies, they take their cue from the federal agencies. The way that we police in our country was basically based off of him and the tactics being used, um, even in the, 50, the 40s and 50s. If he said that you are communist, the Hollywood blackballing. I mean, your career was over. Your life was basically over. He would provide the truth or the facts as he wrote them. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I I I just think he's a very interesting character. Um, like we said, he was a you know he was a cross dresser, but it's it's weird because he I he mean, was probably okay. he probably he probably had what we would say an alternative lifestyle. But you know, it was unmanly to come out back then. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that was, it's very interesting how life is now and it's yeah. progressed to more of a different type of society, more of a, a liberal, not, I don't want to use the word liberal, more of a freer society to each, to each his own. And if he was around now, he'd probably be going crazy. <laughs> Do you think he'd be popular now? I think if he was around now, if he did have an alternative lifestyle, it would be public. Yeah. He would probably be the biggest advocate. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's what's crazy about him. You know, when you think about it, and I know that it has been, I read it was a lot of people trying to get his name off the building down there. This guy was like anti-women, fired all the women in the, in the FBI at one point. Um, so really, <laughs> when we look at, our country, did he do our country any favors? Like, if you like was to unpill what everything he did and undo everything he did, it would be a lot of apologizing going on, a lot of families that he hurt. Yeah. You know, I know um, a lot of people left the country basically because of him. You know, and it's funny because I used to always read how a lot of the uh, people during civil rights, whether it was the weather underground people or uh, other who people who were considered radical, why would they leave the country? Why would they leave the country? I see why now, because if Hoover got his grips on you. He had a lot of power and can definitely make your life live in hell easy. Yeah. You know, in more ways than one. Yeah. Uh, I also learned, and I didn't know it until I read up on it a few days ago, that he had a gambling addiction. Did you uncover that in your reading? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it goes back to, you know, um, how they said that he had um, he had connections with the mafia or, or, or people would say organized crime. And, um, you know, he had dirt on everybody, but, you know, nobody's nobody's perfect. So yeah. he probably had some stuff on him. And then when, they, then when you keep reading and then read up why he didn't really fully want to investigate the Kennedy assassination and all the innuendos. And I don't like to say conspiracy theorists, but all the stuff that was said during why Kennedy was killed. Um, him during the sixties were some very interesting times. Yeah. You should have been here. It was, <laughs> it, it was definitely a trip. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you think about J. Edgar? Bob, do you think he was a good guy or a bad guy? Well, uh, I don't know as much about him as you guys do. I just know the uh, peripheral stories that you hear pass through the grapevine over the years. Uh, I've just heard about the weird stories about him being a cross-dresser and those type of things. And I've always heard that he was anti-communist. And probably at a time when it was really needed in this country, uh, you know, with the USSR and and China and all those countries trying to infiltrate us. It was, I mean, in that respect, it was probably good we had such an anti-communist guy heading the FBI. Other than that, I, there's not much I know about him. I thought I would listen to you and Quentin kind of educate me a little bit more. Well, the biggest thing that I learned, which kind of goes along with everything else I read about him, he sent an anonymous letter to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. pretending he was a black guy and urging Dr. King to commit suicide. 
because he said supposedly sent him some evidence that he had, I guess, made up on, you know, he came up with his own way of making the evidence that Dr. King was a fraud. And he had all kinds of sex orgies. And he, it was a horrible, very demeaning, evil, sick letter. I mean, it's online. I read it. Have you read it? He, yeah, yeah. He, um, you know, when you think, when you think how can, it's kind of like unimaginable when you, when we look back at it now and say, how did a man get this much power in our government, let alone for this long? I mean, sometimes we may feel like a president or definitely with the last president we had, a lot of people feel like, oh, he's got too much power, but it was at the end of the day, some checks and balances even in his presidency, he couldn't do everything he wanted to do or everything he did or everything he said he wanted to do. But for Hoover, he did everything he wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, he literally ran around with carte blanche. I mean, yeah. even, in, even in the story, they said that he would not even, if you were a good agent, if you were a good, good lawman, he didn't even want you to get caught. <laughs> Unless you were loyal to him. Unless you were loyal to him. So Who it's that like, reminds you of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, and even even then, like I'm quite sure with McCarthy, him and McCarthy probably were very close during those early days. Um Hoover was just interesting. Like like Bob said, I, I, I'm not gonna say he didn't love the country, but I think his the power. And then the overzealousness where, where he felt or he in his mind felt like the country was, you know, under major attack by Russia, the outside influencers. So the least thing that he did not want is them to get close with, the, as we would say, the dissenting voice. Yeah. Because he, I believe in his opinion, they, they were going to try to destroy the republic. Well, you know, he really, a lot of people think that he had uh, Bobby King killed because President King, John F. Kennedy, made it to where J. Edgar would have to answer to Bobby. Remember that? He yeah. was the Attorney General. Yeah. And, you know, he, Edgar Hoover wasn't used to answering to anybody. <laughs> so he didn't like that. So, you know, he, I wouldn't put it past him. He might have been done. He might have had it done. Can you imagine, like, you're running around for 20, 25 years with carte blanche. Um, the presidents, many presidents have lauded you, praised you for stopping the bank robberies. You brought these, as they would say, public enemies to justice. Yeah. And then a new president comes and he gets his brother. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, not to go too far from the conversation. Can you imagine? Just imagine that happening now—a president getting his brother to be attorney general. I couldn't imagine how people felt back then. Like that's weird, but now you ain't doing it. It's not gonna happen. I don't care how good your brother is with being an attorney, and it, it'll never happen. They people will not allow it. I don't even think he would get this. Why was that any different from uh, what Trump did putting his family in the White House? I mean, yeah, I think those are not uh, 
the the family members that he had didn't have to get approved by Congress to serve. He's yeah, one. those are those are more like Stafford positions yeah. and like if you could you imagine if they would have had if, if if Ivanka or Ivana whatever her name is or Jared Kushner would have had to go in front of Senate and they would have gave it to him. Just we know they wouldn't have, but mm. I couldn't imagine the way um, the parties are polarizing now for that to ever happen. That's too much. I, I believe, you know, no matter what party you are, you've got Attorney General is the brother or the sister of the president. That's, that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. You basically got your, that's his own, yeah. Kennedy had his own police force. I think Kennedy was jealous of all that power. He wanted as, as much power as uh, J. Edgar had. I mean, I, I think I think when you look at it, he should have been. Yeah. I mean, you you you're told that you're the president, the leader of the free world, and here it is, somebody that's under you. He he knows he knows as we would say where the buried the bodies are buried. Yeah. Um, I believe that Hoover had secrets on everybody. Yeah. I believe that the FBI probably keeps them things that only a select few people know. Well, you remember his secretary burned a lot of the documents as soon as he died, shredded them rather. And she was she smart. Had, yeah, she had, he had told her in advance, and she was very loyal, you know, in the event of my death, you destroy all these records. And she did before anybody could get their hands on them. Just imagine though, the, the secrets this guy had. Yeah. I mean, this guy, and then the secrets he probably had on world leaders. Yeah, but if somebody had that much power now, they could have a lot more information because of the internet. You know, back then they had to do the footwork, literally, physically. Yeah. And yeah. Nowadays they could do. It I mean, just, fun. just, just you know, when you uh, when you look at it, your the man outside of him, the power and all the all the stuff that he did. He was the first one to get them to start the um, the index, keeping a file on people. And you know, for for me being a person that likes to read, you'd be amazed how many notes that a person that reads and does a lot of research. Just just look at you guys' desk. I bet I can guarantee you guys got little pieces of paper with little sayings on them. And for somebody that's very um, OCD ish. You start following this stuff, and over a period of time, if a name pops up in your head, <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote this about Steve on this day, yeah. this day, this day, and 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 literally, as we would say, he had the book on everything, you know. But the fingerprint thing is interesting. Um, where he where he was part of, um, registering people's fingerprints and realizing that everybody's fingerprints was different. I think that's interesting. Well, that certainly has left a legacy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about him. I, I mean, do, should he be off a building and ridiculed? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, I think that when you do speak about his legacy, you should tell it all, the good and the bad. I mean, and as Bob says, end the cross-dressing. He was gay too. 
Yeah, they, you know, it was yeah. yes, no, I don't, you know what I mean? It, you know, yeah. which is interesting for those times. And he just, he kept a lot of stuff on people. Yeah. And like, you no, know, you know, even the people that would insinuate about his lifestyle, he was destroying them. Yeah, yeah. And he definitely had the means to do it. Um, he might have had a lot of people killed. Who knows? <laughs> and I would say there were some that tried to get him killed. I wouldn't doubt that a bit. I don't think it would ever. You know, I don't think it would ever be anybody more powerful than him though, with the resources. Yeah. I tell the people that are probably powerful. But they can't get to the they can't get to everything without somebody seeing something or saying something. Yeah. He his his carte blanche was amazing. Yeah. Do you think his say now who was it that came after him? Uh, was it Warren Harding that took over after him? I, that was the one that didn't have no experience, right? That Nixon put in. I think so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was weird. It didn't even Nixon. Why would you appoint a guy with no law, no, he was from the Justice Department, no experience. Maybe Nixon had so much dirt on himself. Oh, I, yeah. I'll get a puppet. And even up to this day, you know, how do we know that the FBI directors feel like they don't have to answer that? They feel like, oh, I only, I don't, I have to answer the president instead of the chain of command. Yeah. Um, maybe they feel like they don't have to talk to the attorney general or and it's funny because when you think about it, because of the way Hoover ran stuff and the way they all ran stuff after, this is why, even though the court, this was the effect of 9-11. All these agencies were doing their own thing and they said they were all getting all this information, but they never worked together. And they, look what happened. And then, you know, even now, now information is shared. Most most information shared, and we even got a branch of government because of 9-11. That's what the whole Homeland yeah. Security thing was supposed to be about. Yeah. Everybody cooperating, but I'm sure that's not working perfectly. No. <laughs> Bob, you've been quiet. Say something. Well, <laughs> It's not a topic I'm really that well versed in. I, I came on just because I, I wanted to hear what you guys had to say about him. That's... I didn't know a lot about him until I've done the research this week. You know, I hadn't really um, got into it. But apparently, he didn't really put a whole lot of effort into uh, squashing the uh, mafia. He, he spread the rumor around that the mafia didn't exist. No, I don't know about that. And I will say this, though. I believe if anybody got to Kennedy, it was not, not Hoover. It was probably the ones you just mentioned. <laughs> well, the thing was, the thing that Hoover did was, what was amazing is he turned a blind eye to a lot of stuff. A lot of, like, the Emmett Till getting killed. Um, even Kennedy's killing. He could have done certain things that he was known to do, like like rounding people up. He just didn't pursue it. And that, that it's funny because that what kind of um, was exposed during the Warren Commission. And then, you know, they told us, oh, you know, as a kid, I always heard the Warren Commission, we'll find out in 2020, 20, year 2000. It wasn't no big hoopla when the Warren Commission got, some of it got uh, declassified. 
So with Hoover, during that reign, you know, the reign of, um, you know, the, uh, the the KKK and the lynchings that were going on, he wouldn't investigate a lot of stuff. He kept his, he kept quiet. The only thing that he really went after was the communism angle. Yeah, the communism angle and Hollywood and Charlie yeah. Chaplin and that, that was important at the time, though. That you know, that was don't dismiss yeah. it. I mean, that was that was very important, or we would have been taken over by the Russians and the Cubans. And that, and that's funny, Bob, <clears throat> that up because um, the Cold War is still going on. Yeah. <laughs> now we brought China into it. Yeah, Iran. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I think, I think, like I said, I think Hoover is a very interesting guy, and it's, 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 um, it's gonna be interesting going forward. I do think they're gonna wind up eventually moving his name off the building. Um, but the man left. I mean, I can imagine what's in that building that he that like it's some things that he probably his model. They probably still follow a lot of his model that he left. Yeah. Well, Trump has always said that the FBI is crooked now. You know, he said that all along when he was president and still does. Yeah. So I mean, and, and, and you know, like I said, when his abuse of power, I mean, the government, um, unfortunately, um, to, apo- to try to apologize for all the stuff and harm that he's done to innocent people would probably shake um, what America's basically been built on because he had, I mean, he had a reign, <laughs> like he was like a a, a, a tyrant who didn't, you know how we, you read about tyrants who had a tyranny for all his time and he killed all these people? Well, Hoover probably didn't kill a lot of people from what we know of yet. But far as like 30, 40 years of just unrelentless uh yeah. Locking people up, kidnapping people, uh, cointel pro to spying on American citizens, yeah. and then saying they were anti-American. I don't remember reading anything about how much money he had when he died. Was he a millionaire? Or, I mean, that much power, he should have been rich. But then he had his gambling addiction, so maybe not. And I- a, guy, a guy like that probably just has unlimited amount of money. <laughs> Yeah, and when he had gambling debts to pay off, since he was in cricket himself, he mafia probably had a lot of stuff on him, and yeah, you know, that's what saved him a lot of times, perhaps. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't really have much to say about him. I just wanted us to discuss him because um, I just thought he would. He, I mean, you can't speak about you can't you can't tell a story about this country without mentioning J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, let me read some of that letter here if I can get it big enough to read it. Uh, this is the letter he wrote to, sui- to talk King into uh, committing suicide. It starts out by saying King, and then it says, "In view of your low grade, abnormal personal behavior." I will not dignify your name with either Mr. or Reverend or Doctor. And your last name, your last, wait a minute. Your last name calls to mind only the type of king, such as King Henry VIII, 
and his countless acts of adultery and immoral conduct lower than that of a beast. <laughs> That's the way it starts out, and it gets worse as it goes. Uh, so he definitely wanted to really cut him down to size, didn't he? To say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Do you think that he had anything to do with Dr. King's death? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the United States government got found guilty in the court of law. Um, and I'm quite sure that he was uh, one of the main culprits. <laughs> yeah. Hard to believe that he was. I mean, I mean, if the if the if the, the juries and found the uh, United States complicit, he was probably the main one because I doubt the CIA. No, well, I ain't gonna say I doubt the CIA. Let me stop that. But I uh, I, I highly think that he was complicit in names and James R. Ray and uh, being being a, a patsy and. I mean, it, it was so much cloak and dagger stuff back then. Like, yeah. um, well, do, why do you think he had it in for Dr. King? You think it was a racial thing, or you just didn't want him to get more power? I think I think it was more. Um, it was some racial. I believe the race had a lot to do. It, it, it in some in some um, circles, Steve and Bob, a lot of um, black people feel like Hoover might have had black in him, but he was racist. And he was ashamed of it. It's been it's, that's been a wide a wide thing amongst a, a lot of, of black people that um, that do research on him. Feel like he, he was racist, been, and he was ashamed of being racist. He was ashamed of being black. He had some black in him. He was oh, ashamed of. Okay. okay. Yeah. So so with King, I I think that with King, it was a race issue, and also it was more of this guy is. Dissenting against the norm, against the against he's too dangerous, and if he was to get um, whispered by Russia, I think some of that stuff, like Bob said, I think some of that stuff was so serious. Definitely when they caught, they used to catch spies back then, like it was you know, you'd find guys and you may you may arrest five six guys and none of them speak English. <laughs> and they were all spies, German spies, all, Russian spies all over the country. So I think Hoover's biggest fear was, I cannot allow the dissenting voices in this country ever hook up with, it's funny I'm about to say this word, people who are propagating socialism. But did he have the same amount of... Uh... And he put as much effort into Malcolm X as he did destroying Dr. King. I didn't find out anything about that. I, I, I think that um there were some things that um recently where Malcolm X's daughter said that they felt as though you know they had wiretaps. Um and uh one of the guys that was in his entourage was an uh informant FBI inform FBI undercover FBI agent. I don't I don't know if he didn't care about Malcolm more than he cared about Martin. I think it was more because Martin was more south, and that's where they were probably focused more. Um, because it wasn't, you know, the TV, the internet, none of that stuff. The internet definitely wasn't around. But I think that um he had a hit list, man. 
Like you would like now, if you sat back and thought about it, why would he go after actors? But he went after actors because they have influence and influence in their movies. A lot of these actors basically, you know, you could just go off the cuff and just, you know, a guy like Charlie Chaplin was the speechless influencer. <laughs> he can influence millions of people. So if he thought Charlie Chaplin was really um, messing with Russia, like he did, he hoovered from what um, he believed. He had to stop these people. I mean, you, you know, twelve. he had 12,000 people on the list at one time. 12,000 on his hit list? Yeah. Wow. Now, could you imagine, take those 12,000, let's just say four of them are still not around, but they're around through their kids and everything. If they were really threats. I mean, you're talking about a, uh, this man. He, for in his eyes, he cared about America. And then so much so that they said he had dirt on one of the justices at one time. Like, I'm sure you, did. you imagine? Just, I mean, I love dirt on everybody. People, people probably used to call, hey, Steve, uh, why don't you fire this guy? Yeah. They say, you know, you get a call from him. Yeah, I just heard your conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it happened nowadays. Uh, I'm wondering how many people nowadays, if somebody like him was discovered to be that powerful, how many people would approve of it? There would be I a think, lot of people that would agree with you. I think I think Steve did now. Um, a lot of people would agree with him. I think 9-11, um, people got to the point where they didn't care. If you if you told a person that their neighbor was a threat to you and how you live, it would allow people to give up what we could see their, their civil liberties. Mm -hmm. Um I think we're very, we're very, I think we're very gullible now. Yeah. I think we're, we're, we, we give up too much of what we would consider our freedom in the name of fear. Um, Who was it that said if you give up your uh, freedom for security, you're going to lose both of them? Who said that? Yeah. Somebody. Is that Thomas Jefferson? It might have been. It might have been. Yeah, if your freedom, if you give up your freedom for security, you're going to lose both of them. And that makes sense. I mean, this guy was so powerful, he got the president to stop habeas corpus. This guy, I mean, it just, who would, like, why would you, you lobby the president during wartime to give up habeas? Like, that's like, like, I can imagine now if the pandemic, he would, you talk about we were on lockdown. It wouldn't have been no essential workers. This kind of around. Everybody, if you did not do not come outside, I mean, really, and this is where our country, the way that um, they, as as people in law would say, what are what are what the concept, what was intended by the Constitution, it has to have balance. Our country has to have balance. It, it has to have 
It can't be too far right. Can't be too far left. Can't be, as Dave would say, fascist. Can't be socialist. Because if you don't have that balance, it be it, it will become, as they would say now, like a totalitarian state. Very easy. You know, I seen today. I was doing seen online. I found some information. Well, newspaper articles and such that back in 1918, during the Spanish flu, that there were laws in some states, some cities around the United States, if you were not wearing a mask, you would be arrested. Uh, that was a surprise to me that it they were that scared of the plague and it killed, what, one-third of the people in Europe and half the people in the United Well, not half, but a lot of them. So, I think, you know, they did that mask thing seriously back then. I think I think one of the things that happened, not to take away from Hoover, but one of the things that happened, um, different different from those days to now, in spite of all the America's, uh, as I would say, the black eye, I think people trusted the government at one time. I don't think the majority of people trust the government anymore. I think they trust them too much now. You think they trust them too much now, right? Yeah, I mean, if they didn't trust it, I mean, why would they be wearing masks just because the government tells them yeah. to? You know? Well, I think, well, well, that that's a whole whole nother thing. I mean, um, the, the the information about um, and I and I hope Steve one day I hope we could discuss um, the American Medical Association and and how that was created in this country. And, and, and up until now and how Big Pharma runs the, runs the world, basically. Yeah. And um, what, what Bob's saying is right. Like, you basically, in the best interest of business is why people have to wear a mask because it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. a virus. A virus is going to mutate. It has to. That's what a virus does. That's <laughs> I had to tell somebody that today and they looked at me. What do you mean? I said, um, do you know if you get a cold and everybody in your house catches the cold from you, you can't catch that same cold. I said, you know why? Because your body gets used to it and you can't catch it no more. Same thing with a virus. A virus continues to mutate. And the only thing that you got to fight it is something in your in, in, in our bodies that was created by something bigger than us called the immune system. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean. But well, you know, like when you flu shots we get every year, the doctors just guess at what strain of flu is going to be going around. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you know what's funny about that is, um, you know, I'm, I know I'm I'm probably a little bit younger than you guys, right? When you talk like this and you just mention it, you just try to get people to think a little bit about what's going on and and use their own logic and be objective. They want to say, oh, you're anti-vaccine. I'm 47 years old. It's no way I could be anti-vaccine. I took vaccines to go to school in this country. <laughs> but now we get older. You just question it. Anybody that's been in the military has had plenty of shocks. And, and speaking of that. A lot of shocks. Which is interesting. It, it, it kind of ties in with what we're saying, Steve. Um, what about Hoover? I think it's crazy 
if you understand the Kennedy legacy in this country, that right now Bobby Kennedy's son is ostracized for speaking out against vaccines. I know that that's that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I would have never thought he would have taken that uh, that view and put it out there publicly like that. Yeah, uh, you know, and he has an um, interesting interesting website. The Children's Defense League. Um, they sent out in interesting articles. Yeah. I actually read. I actually read a book that he forwarded on on the uh, COVID vaccine. And um, we just we just need to. Um, everything needs to be reined in. The Earth is purging right now, and uh, people got too much power to control everything now hoover had power but no this is this power we're fighting is this is the this is world power world trying to control people and thoughts and but i'm not anti-vaccine i mean if the vaccine was available and 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 more of people in the medical field trusted it i just don't feel like you you i feel if people have a right to their opinion and the dissenting voice is what built this country. Yeah. Figure this: we're we're technically all traitors right now to Britain. We're traitors to Britain <laughs> up to this day. I hate to hear people mad mouth protesters. I mean, that's <laughs> me. four bunch of protesters. I mean, that's what we are. You know. Uh, but what they did is that, like like Bob said, is that we've we've trusted our government for so long, and slowly but surely, and then you get the people that are that love the law and they've been telling us for the last 15, 20 years, 30 years, you guys are giving up your civil liberties slowly, but surely you're giving up your rights, giving up your rights. And then boom, you need a passport. You need a documentation to go eat in New York city. Yeah. You've been vaccinated. That's not going over too well either. It's not, it's not going to go over well. Can you imagine being a restaurant owner and trying to, enforce that i think i think restaurant owners won't try to enforce it i think restaurant owners given the given that what we've just been through they're just trying to make money man take care of their families yeah. they ain't trying to enforce it and the cops should the, the officers it's not their job to be enforcing that stuff yeah. now you're allocating police to do that and yeah it's a crazy world. And J. Edgar caused it all. We'll blame it all on him. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of J. Edgar's running around. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anybody in our country right now that has that much power. And I hope I'm, I hope I'm right. But I don't think there is. Um, you think there is, Bob? I think um, right now the citizens are reclaiming the power that's uh, granted to them by the Constitution. I hope so. Yeah, I think it's you see that every day growing, and I, I think it will continue. And that, and and you know, that's the thing that's um, interesting is you, regardless of your political affiliation, that was one thing that the, the, the last president was very poof we're doing learning showing showing and this aisle they were focused on trying to make this guy the racist guy 
he was trying to expose how we're, our rights are being taken. And it's kind of like, okay, let me just sit back and look at what's going on. Was he right or was he wrong? I mean, and then when you start questioning things, oh, you're a tea supporter. No, I'm just questioning. I just want to know. But um, it's 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 amazing that we we we're talking. We went from Hoover to understanding that um that much power for anybody, one person in particular, a group of people, it's dangerous. It's literally What's dangerous. that old saying: "Power corrupts, and absolute yeah. power corrupts absolutely." Yeah, there was another saying: "If you want to judge a man's character, give him some power." Something along those lines. I think Abraham Lincoln said that one. And it's funny, it's funny like what Bob said about the people are, are trying to take back our um our freedoms. I really do I really do believe the American people are getting fed up. Like I really believe, like, you know, you go out, you see people, in my opinion, my everyday opinion, not get triggered by TV. Because TV triggers you. It's called programming for a reason. <laughs> but if you if you go out every day, work a store, whatever you're doing, everybody's friendly. Everybody treats everybody nice. You have incidents where people are crazy. But for the most part, everybody just wants to live the American dream and be left alone and leave people alone. That's it. Yeah, and when, you, when, when, you, when you start messing with people and infringing on their their persons it's a problem and and sometimes you got to be careful not to poke the bear a little too much um i think that i think that american people are gonna get i think they're gonna get tired of using race as an excuse to, to get people to fight each other i think they're i think people are realizing like hold up this is my neighbor we look out for each other. And now they got the, the people who have the vaccine against the people who don't have the vaccine. So they're dividing us that way. They, they're, they're cunning, man. These people, these people are very, very wise with what they Methodical. do. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then when you think about it, you'll you'll really have somebody that knows about viruses because I don't know anything about the medical field. My, my uh, old lady works at the hospital, but I know a little bit about viruses, a little bit, and I'm and I'm and I'm high risk because of my asthma. I know viruses mutate though. That was common biology stuff we learned in school. So why would if I know viruses mutate? I've always got a flu shot up until like six years ago because it kept getting me sick. So if I get a vaccine and I know viruses mutate, what is the vaccine that I just got for? What? You, they got to shoot you with the stuff. <laughs> they got to shoot you. So because what they're doing, and, 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 and you know, you guys know, they're trying to get your immune, they're trying to trick your immune system. But you can't trick what nobody else but something bigger than us created. Let the immune system do its job. That's what they should be doing. Teaching us how to strengthen our immune system by eating right and doing certain things, but not as too easy. 
That's where the money Talking comes about the herd you meant? Yeah. I call it herb. Herd, I mean. Uh, her, 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 uh, herd immunization. Yeah, no. there you go. Herd immunity. They call it human beings herds. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, the other day, the other day, our commander in chief, he said that um, he gave a number on how many people were vaccinated. The number he gave, and he makes, I believe he has a little onset. The number he gave was more people in the country. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, I, and it's funny because I don't watch news at all. I refuse. I haven't, I haven't watched the whole news program probably in about six years. Um, I, I can't watch that stuff. I get a lot of my news from, believe it or not, the internet, Twitter, and um, just well, you know, if it's on Facebook, it's good. You know, they check that stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, get, get on Gab. Gab is the freest of them all. Really? Yeah. Do what, Bob? Get on Gab. Gab is the freest uh, expression. Twitter censors, Facebook censors. Gab, you can say whatever you want. In fact, Quentin, the guy. Um, who runs Gab is from Scranton. Okay. His name is Gab. Andrew is that G-A-B? G-A-B, yeah. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, it, it's a totally free speech platform. I think you'll enjoy it there. I mean, and, and that's really, you know, we were all taught these survival skills at a young age, but that's really what it came out to, man. People just want to just leave me alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. I, I, that's why I'm surprised Bob moved down there. He, he was perfectly fine up here. <laughs> I I, I, winter's too too long and cold up there. <laughs> I tell you, because uh, I, I work I work up there in um, uh, Wayne County every mm-hmm. day, and you know my phone drops service, and Bob I I work right on right every day. I can see the lack of waxing river. Mm-hmm. And I say to myself every day, I could see somebody living up here off the grid because you nobody knows you're there. Mm-hmm. No cell service. Mm-hmm. Just stay away from all the BS and yeah, you no. Know. But it we want to. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't gotta worry about you ain't gotta worry about Hoover and his his Hooverites. Yeah. <laughs> Hooverians. Yeah, Hooverians. You, you remember the, the Unabomber? He lived in Montana for years yeah. without water or electricity. Yeah. Have you seen the thing on the news lately? Uh, some guy who has been a homesteader on some private property for like 25 or 30 years, they've ran him off and put him in jail. Wow. For trespassing. He's been there for 25, 30 years, something like that, and now they've arrested him. Crazy. I mean, but just think about that. You got people that can live like that, and then we have we have a homeless problem in America. Yeah, does it doesn't it doesn't make sense? I mean, well, I don't know about where you guys are, but here there are big, huge, empty buildings that have been empty for decades. You know, like where there used to be a Kmart or Walmart or something. Mm -hmm. Lots, all kinds of empty buildings that could be used to take care of the homeless. Yeah. Could be, yeah. you know. But anyway, I've enjoyed our conversation, gentlemen. Likewise. And Bob, it's your turn to pick our topic for next week, brother. 
Okay, I was thinking, why don't we just do um, current events? Like maybe we could talk about the the uh, protests that are happening around the world. Uh, you know what they're doing about COVID and uh, what's happening here relating to COVID and the vaccines and all that kind of stuff. Okay, sounds good, Bob. Bob's put me on a research mission this week. <laughs> Yeah, because like I told you, Bob, these people are, you know, you question stuff. They'd be like, I told somebody, I said, yeah, I knew about the Delta variant six months ago. They said, no, you didn't. I said, I'm telling you, my wife works at the hospital, bro. Like, they know this stuff. This stuff is not new. I mean, it's just. But anyway, that's going to be an interesting thing. Because I just was. um, I just was looking at something the other day, but I'm going to check Gab out because I can imagine what's on there. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I will too. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, y'all have a great week. And it's always nice having these conversations. I always learn something. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah me three. Well, y'all have a great week. You too. Folks, thanks right, for tuning in to Conversations About America. Please continue to tune in and spread this video all over social media. Have a good one. Great. Take care. Good night.